Yeah, what's up, good people? And thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry Sisters Review, Season 3, Episode 9, entitled Complicated Situations. I wish I could cue Nivea's song, Complicated, because her hook says, Love ain't always complicated. And it's not. So, um, yeah, I'm on one today, so we I don't know what that's going to mean for this review. But um, <laughs> if this is your first time coming to my channel, welcome if you are a returning family member, you know it's always good to hear from y'all, interact with y'all. And, um, you know, we're going to do what it do. So we're going to get right into it. So I'm not going to go um, in chronological order of the scenes. I'm just going to pull them out, you know, as they come. But I do want to start with Fatima and Zach. And I think this is the first time I'm actually starting with them. Because something magical happened last night. Last night's scene with Fatima and Zach was my favorite scene with Fatima and Zach until it got to a certain point. So <laughs> the reason why it was one of my, it is my favorite scene from them is because this is the first time that we actually saw Fatima let her guard down a little bit and open up to Zach about what happened with her ex. We knew of the situation because she has talked about it, I believe with Andy and I want to say Karen too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know for sure with Andy and, um, I love that she was a little bit, you know, vulnerable in that moment with Zach. But I also am a person who don't believe that you should let the new person pay for what the ex did or didn't do. I do understand Fatima's reservations about Zach because let's not forget, it's only been three to four days since Zach and Karen had sex. So it's not like it's been a whole lot of time in between. I know sometimes we have to remind ourselves that when you're dealing with Tyler's Perry universal jacked up timeline, you know what I'm saying? So we have to, <laughs> we got to remind ourselves of stuff. Cause it's like, you know, it ain't, it only been a couple of days, you know? So I understood, you know, where she was coming from. However, comma, I'm like, good sis Fatima, baby girl, something ain't right about your story. You were with this man. You loved him. You wanted him. He broke up with you. <laughs> it ain't funny, but it was funny. He broke up with you on a Friday homeboy got married the next day I said okay 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 I hope we get a little bit more detail because I'm like I know Fatima ain't that pick me girl I know Fatima is not the chick who finna just let you dog her out I would hope not because I'm like there is no way in hell that you had a healthy relationship with this dude and he was carrying on an entire you know situation not a situation but he had a whole entire relationship on the side I want to know how long was she with this guy? But, you know, that's neither here nor there at this moment. It was just the fact that I enjoyed the fact that she did tell Zach this story. And not that her, you know, not that it was justifiable, but it was definitely understandable. And um, I do understand, like I said, her reservation of being a little hesitant because it's like you just stuck with your ex. And the fact that she revealed to him how she felt when she ran into the girls at the, at the store, that was embarrassing. You know, and she, like she said, she felt small in that moment because finding out this is the woman who you've been talking about and I know of this woman, we've had conversations. You know what I'm saying? I I understood Fatima truly and I felt her vulnerability and even the, the embarrassment in her tone in that moment. Then I felt like, you know, everything was going well and then we get to the, I don't feel that that scene needed any type of sexual action at all I felt like it cheapened what we were experiencing between them because 
we don't normally see conversation with them. It's it, they they normally having sex. And I think at this point, you know, because there is no establishment of what they are to each other, even though, you know, Zach was trying to <laughs> Zach was trying to kick some philosophy, you know, uh to Fatima about learning how to let stuff go. And I'm like, Nick, you still in love with Karen. I don't care what he say. I don't care what he say. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You're still in love with Karen. That situation is not over, unfortunately. I'm sure we're going to see it come up again in some way. That does not mean they're going to sleep together or there's going to be this huge, you know what I'm saying, uh, scene with them. But I do not feel like there is a period with the Zach and Karen situation. I believe there is a comma. I long for the day when there is no more sentence left with them. But, you know, this is how the period that we're talking about. So, you know, Zach ends up telling her, you know, um, he was like, you know, you don't trust me. I'm a, I'm a F up. And she was like, you know, I was talking about trust and you're not an F up person. And so let me pause right here because there is something I truly believe with Zach. And I know, listen, I try to give an unbiased um, review every time I do a review of any of any show. And with Zach, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big up Zach, too, in this in this episode. Um, but I just feel like Zach uses, you know, um, he want people to like, he want people to feel sorry for him because she told him to go. She said she was going out, which I really believe she was. She told him he needed to go and then he wouldn't leave. <laughs> Zach would not leave. Number one, Zach had no place to go. That That's the main thing. Zach had no place to go. So Zach was not trying to leave Fatima's spot. So he did what he always does to get his way, which is sex of some sort, whether he's going down on somebody, whether he trying to have sex with them, you know, penetration. And the same thing happened on, I think it was the first episode of sisters when him, hung him and Karen went in the best of state and he was sleeping on the couch and she was using her vibrator. He comes in there and tell me something. I, I hear you using that thing. You know, he moved it out the way and he proceeded to, you know, give her head or whatnot. And I was just like, he uses what he has. <laughs> Zach is definitely resourceful with his body. Okay. And so I'm just like, you know, he, he did what he does. He knows what to do and he knows how to do it well, obviously. And it, it, it seems to, you know, just, you know, paralyze women thinking when it comes to sex. And like he said, you know, him and Fatima were having the best sex, the best sex of their lives. And he was like, you know, you crazy. You're going to continue to have sex with me and not be serious with me. And I was like, pause. You know, if I was a Zach fan, I would really be pissed about the way that Tyler writes him. Because I'm like, there is one thing when, you know, people come in and affirm you and give you positive, you know what I'm saying, affirmations and speak life into you. But Zach tends to speak down upon himself and he only feels valued, I believe, based on what he's able to do sexually. You know what I'm saying? Or he's able to use certain vices to get women to feel sorry, to empathize, to sympathize with him in a way where it always gets him what he wants. And I just, I don't like that about his character because I feel like he should be more than that. And I believe he could be more than that. And I would, I long for the day when Tyler begins to really shift and change Zach because all this, you know, Zach is changing and Zach, I, I, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I really don't see it. So to end off with them, like I said, they end up having sex. So with Zach, he, he finds out that, you know, he, uh, he did not understand, you know, initially 
But the lady had to tell him at the bank, you know, that he had, because at first he thought it was a loss. But I think it was $787,000 that he got from this, um, that stock he invested in. Now, let me say this. I want Zach to come up, but I don't want Zach to come up like that because it was illegal what happened. And I'm thinking, okay, so the money situation is going to be a short-lived, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a short-lived thing, but maybe Tyler's going to let him experience the quote-unquote good life for a moment. But I'm like, that that, that storyline is far from over. And let's not forget, when Zach went to that woman's hotel, his fingerprints is all over that mug. He had, he had a cup. He opened the door. He opened the closet door. So his um, knowing that he was present in that room, I think it's going to come back and bite him in the ass. But we're going to see how that all plays out. So that's it with Fatima and, and Zach. So let's go to Aaron and Karen um, and, and, and Pam. You know what? <laughs> Pam ain't that bad. Pam is actually funny, but she's annoying as hell. She's not that bad when she's not being inappropriate and all up in Karen's business. So, you know, with this scene, Karen comes into work and it's a whole nother day. Karen comes into work and um, Pam has to tell her that one of the stylists there has started his own shop and basically took majority of, of Karen's clientele. And I'm like, who the hell is Isaiah? I don't ever remember. I don't ever remember being introduced to him. I don't ever remember Karen ever saying his name. I don't know. I don't remember that, but I'm just like, I don't can, I can't even have no compassion right now because I don't even know who the hell Isaiah is. Karen didn't seem too bothered. He was, she was just, you know, Oh, okay. And he, he's charging, you know, less than what I charge, find out who all went with him. It wasn't, it didn't seem like the end of the world, you know, that this happened to her. So <laughs> the little exchange between Karen and Pam was funny to me. I laughed cause I'm like, Pam is a truly a hot mess. Aaron comes in. This is when I say Pam gets inappropriate. So, you know, she was like, how are you? And he was like, you know, I'm hanging in there. She was like, yeah, because the last time you was here, your heart was all in, like, broken into little pieces. And she was like, that was some embarrassing, you know, mess, but they did to you. She and that F and Zach. I said, Pam, that's none of your business. And though at that time, you know, Karen comes over and, you know, tell Pam, give her some instructions to get her out of the way. And so her and Aaron began to talk. So let me say this. Aaron is my man, a hundred grand, but I did not like, I was not here for the reasoning that he gave her as to why he left. Cause he was basically like, you know, something important came up. I had to go handle that. And, you know, I just did some self-reflection or whatever. You let a whole day go by, sir. You let a whole day go by without checking in with this woman. And I'm like, you know, I just felt like what he gave her was so vague I need details. No. Well, where did you go? What was so important, you know, than what we did, than our than our moment? Like, that's what I want to know because I just wasn't satisfied with what Tyler wrote. Not that I think that Aaron was doing something like foul, but it still, you know, and you could tell when you go back to the episode when they had sex and when he was leaving, like, just looking at the the look on Karen's face, it was like, I felt that I was like, damn, that's so, that's so sad. I just felt like she de- she deserved a a good reason, like truly what happened? Why did you have to leave? Because she felt like, you know, he regretted it. And I think that one of the main reasons why I feel like Karen deserved a better, you know, explanation or just tell her the the truth in detail, because I feel like ever since they have been in each other's lives, ever since season one, episode two, I just feel like for the, for the most, I'm gonna say 95% of the time, I think Karen 
truly respected Aaron's decision to not have sex. And anytime they came close, other than their moment in the um the hotel, she stopped it. Or, you know, she was trying to make sure that he would not regret it. And I think that was her biggest thing with him. Like, she never wanted him to regret being with her sexually. And I think that the the possibility of that happening, I think it was very scary for her. Um, but, yeah, I did not like that explanation. And so, you know, they talk about it, and he, he was just saying his thing was not doing it, but how do you basically stop the desire to want to do it like again and again and again? I was like, I don't know how you stop it. <laughs> Aaron, you know, it takes discipline. I mean, it, it, you can do it, but bro, you, you, it, it takes a lot of discipline, Aaron. And so discipline, I don't think you have at the moment, sir. I really don't. I think that the sex between them was amazing for them both. And I don't think Aaron is, <laughs> I honestly don't think Aaron is going to be able to, you know, with thing. That's just my personal opinion. So I'm like, I agree with Karen. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. But, you know, I think sometimes Aaron has a false sense of strength. <laughs> he has a false sense of reality sometimes when it comes to him and what he's able to withstand and abstain from. But now, you know, open Pandora's box, boo. I don't think you and Karen can ever go back to not being intimate. If you can, I would respect those characters to the, uh, the utmost degree because I don't see that happening. I honestly don't. And so, you know, he told Karen he had been thinking about it. He asked her, and, you know, she was like, how could I not be thinking about it? And so he was like, I'm thinking about you right now. So he walked up to her, I guess, basically to show her that he had a heart on or whatnot. And, um, you know, so he was like, he wanted to see her tonight. And he wanted, you know, the dinner and a movie at her house. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Now. Okay, so she was like, she agreed to it, and she was saying that she would pick the movie. I said, the moment she said that, I said, either A, this helpful ain't about to pick no movie. B, she going to pick a movie that is stim- is sexually stimulating. Then I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Unless Aaron and Karen are using their damn imagination to watch this movie, ain't no, in the, in the words of Plies, ain't no movie, bitch. Karen ain't got no damn TV. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ever since Zach knocked that TV down in the front room, Karen has not replaced that TV. Okay. There is nothing there. I think she has the letter K, a little symbol thing where the TV was. She don't have a TV. What y'all finna watch? I said, so was this, is this just cold language for we about to get it in? Cause you ain't got no TV sis, and I don't ever remember seeing a TV in her room. So I know damn well. <laughs> all I know is when that scene comes up, it better not be no damn TV there because we all know Karen doesn't have a TV. And if you don't know, just go back and watch the last few episodes and scenes that have happened in her house. She ain't got no TV. She has no TV. So um, <laughs> so uh. That's pretty much the bulk of their scene. She he supposed to be coming over to her house at seven thirty for this fake ass movie and dinner. We'll see what happened. Andy, Gary, and Robin. This is gonna be real quick because I don't like none of them at the moment. Andy and Gary are like, you know, you go to a cookout or a barbecue, and you know everything's good. And in the moment you get your food, that's when flies wanna come and just you know, swarm around you, fly around you, and no matter how much you try to swat them, swing at them, slap them, you, they just won't die. They just won't go away. That's how I, that's how I feel about Gary and Andy. 
um, I really don't have much to say about them. We all knew, you know, Gary showed up at the dinner. The only thing that really, like, I don't like Robin because I, I had no words for Robin the moment that he invited Andy to his hotel room. Knowing that this is an engaged woman, you didn't give a damn. So you're already showing me that you don't have any respect for this woman as a colleague, and you don't have any respect for her in her relationship. Andy has no respect for herself, and Andy has no respect for her relationship because the moment if that was me, the moment that statement came out of his mouth, it would have been, okay, you know what? This meeting is over, and he would have been soaked with wine because ain't no way in hell. that, that t- But it goes to show, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to attention from a man, Andy, it doesn't matter. It, Andy has no regard about who comes at her sideways. She just accepts it. Like, Andy has, I thought that Danny, and I do with Danny has, you know, uh, self-esteem issues and insecurities, but I think uh, Andy has the most self-esteem issues out of the group. I think that's why she likes to wear revealing clothing, and that's why she wears short stuff because she craves the attention. And and Gary actually brought it up to her attention. I think it was last, was it last season? Yeah, last season when he was like, they both need to go to therapy, and she was like, you know, I don't need therapy. Andy thinks too highly of herself. She really does. So basically... You know, Gary was asking Robin all these questions. And, you know, he was like, yeah, you got a good girl. You know, she's been talking about you all night, lies. And I said, well, won't you, since you in the sharing mood, Robin, won't you tell him what you said about his ring? Ah, it's it's small, but it's nice. Won't you tell him how you tried to invite his fiance to your hotel room? Tell him how you had a nice romantic table set up at the original restaurant that y'all were supposed to go to. Because you have a one-track mind, and that is to get Andy in bed, obviously. So... Gary ends up leaving, told Robin it was nice to meet him, blah, blah, blah. So this episode furthermore demonstrates how much of a trash-ass friend Andy is. Number one, you invited your girls out because you had to change y'all lunch plans. You invited them out. You come over like you didn't want to tell them what transpired at the table with Robin and Gary. Then you tell them you're going home. What? I said, you know what? I'm sick of Andy. I'm sick of Andy like all across the board because I feel like these women, they could have had better things to do. But because you said you wanted to go out, you basically invited your friends out to pretty much be like a, a, I guess, like a a distraction or a cover up for your date that you're trying to disguise as a business meeting. Like Andy can kick all the rocks with no shoes on that. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about her. I think she's trash and you have these women who always support her, surround her, protect her, all of that. So I really, I love the fact that Karen was like, I think Sabrina was like, should we go over there? And she was like, no, like she going to have to learn. And so, and um, what's her name? Danny was like, so you're not going to say nothing. And so she was like, no. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes and you have to hit um rock bottom or something like that. And I think Danny was like, well, you know, sometimes she don't know where that is. And so Karen was like, well, I hope she find out before she hit it. And <clears throat> pausing for a moment, dealing with some of the comments that I see or some and some of the comments that come directly to me through uh, Twitter, Instagram, and, and, and Facebook, pretty much Twitter and Instagram. Why, why Karen didn't say nothing? Why she didn't go and try to find out what, what was going on? And I said, well, what the hell y'all want from her? Like, honestly, if she interjects herself into Andy's business, people say that Karen need to mind her business. It ain't none of her business. Karen thinks she better than them, but she think her shit don't stink. And 
all kind of stuff. When she don't say anything, well, what kind of friend is that? Because if that was me, what do y'all want her to do? <laughs> you know, that's what I ask. What do you want her to do? Because either whatever she does, people are gonna have something to say about it. So she just, hey, I'm we gonna mind. I'm gonna mind my business. I said, sis, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. There is definitely a rift in the friendship between Karen and Andy, and I I hope that is explored more because sometimes, regardless of how much you love someone, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be friends any longer, but sometimes you gotta take a beat. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to take a break from that person and just, you know, let them deal with their stuff while they're in their in their moment of, you know, stupidity. And you go on and you live your life. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes your your friends, tuh, those are your biggest stressors. You know what I'm saying? Or your biggest agitators. And sometimes you just got to get away. And so Andy and Gary go home. Andy didn't want to admit the fact that she lied. Andy got on my nerves. Nigga, you just say you lied. I lied because blah, blah, blah. And I'm one of them people, if you feel like you have to lie to your significant other, you already know you in the wrong. There was no reason for Andy and Gary, excuse me, for Andy and Robin to be out on any type of nighttime meeting. It, it, it wasn't necessary. Gary ends up leaving saying he going to the gym. The gym? I said, yeah, have for the gym. Mitch could be code word for having sex with another woman because when he was with Jasmine, you were considered the gym. Boy, how quickly them tables turn, don't them? That's all I got to say about Gary and Andy. He left. And um, let's go down to the person who agitated my entire soul, <laughs> Sabrina. So I do agree that Jacoby should not have come to her house that late and unannounced. He talking about how Sabrina is only 11. That's late. You didn't call me. You didn't text me. You didn't ask. You just showed up to my house. I would have had an attitude about that. But unlike Sabrina, I wouldn't have opened my door. That's number one. So Jacoby comes in. He has this letter. He's apologetic about what happened. Sabrina was acting. Sabrina was acting as if Jacoby was about to attack her as if Jacoby was about to do something that was so harmful. And my thing was, if you really believe that, you wouldn't have opened your door to him. And, you know, she was like, you know, you tried to make me feel like a monster by saying that, like, you really hurt me. And I'm like, I understand that he was foul as hell for doing that and wrong as hell for doing that. I just felt like, but where was this energy when Maurice told you to, you know, accuse him of rape? Because for me, and I'm, and I do apologize to anybody who has experienced that, so I'm like, you know, why would, where was this energy when Maurice told you to do that? Even though, you know, of course she didn't do it, but where was the rage from Sabrina? Because she is a survivor. She is someone who dealt with being molested, you know, sexually abused. So where was your rage that Maurice would even bring that up to you? You know what I'm saying? But you got all this extra energy for Jacoby as if he's about to come in there and attack you. One of the reasons why Sabrina just really irritated my soul, I, and it's a personal thing for me, I have an issue with people who do not take responsibility and accountability for their actions. And Sabrina never has. Sabrina never has. Sabrina has done some extremely foul stuff on this show, and she doesn't take responsibility. The fact that she could stand in Jacoby's face and tell him that all this stuff was his fault, she know it's not her, it's him, it's all his fault. I said, wait a damn minute, ma'am. Number one, you're a supervisor and you had sex with a subordinate. And let's not forget how all of this stuff transpired. Now, Sabrina has been doing illegalities at this bank for a long time. And it amazes me that this heifer still got her job. 
You did something illegal for Andy. You did something illegal for Calvin because Calvin was supposed to have, excuse me, Calvin was supposed to have a police report before she went in and fixed whatever it was that she did. And speaking of that moment, when Calvin came into the bank, Calvin was already irate. He was already on one. He was already in his feelings. The fact that he was like, you know, what's taking you so long to come out the damn, to come out the damn office? I'm sir. Friend or not, even even with Maurice, I I feel like there's some there should be some responsibility on his end too because you work at the bank. Calvin should have been told to leave. Number one, you are cursing and disrespecting an employee. You shouldn't have been there. When Jacoby and Sabrina came out of the office, Jacoby was like, "Hey man, like this ain't got nothing to do with me." He already you know put it out there, but it was the fact that he did not do anything to Calvin physically until he grabbed Sabrina. And I do understand there are mixed feelings about this situation. Some people feel like Jacoby shouldn't have done anything. He shouldn't have touched Calvin. He shouldn't have done that. He should have just let what happened happen. So I always think about, well, what if Calvin would have beat Sabrina ass? Would, would Jacoby be a punk? Considered a punk? Considered the PU double snake Y word? I don't, I'm not saying that word. Um, You know, would he have been considered that? Would he would have been considered you know, a elf nigga, what would have been his title if he would have allowed Calvin to physically assault, which he did physically assault, but truly to physically attack Sabrina, what, what would his title have been? And I know I'm thinking extreme, but I'm not going to act like it's a possibility because I don't know, I don't know about Calvin. You know what I'm saying? He He's not too emotionally, you know, when he's emotional, he's just, you know, he's just unstable. I don't know what he'd do. But my thinking is I felt bad that he lost his job, and I felt bad that Sabrina, in that moment, she still could not apologize, and she still could not take responsibility. I was like, I hope her ass get fired. Like, Sabrina, she bought neck and neck with Andy, and that's bad. <laughs> but she bought neck and neck when it comes to people who I can't stand on this show. She bought neck and neck. And I honestly do like Sabrina. I just think that because she comes off as, like, bubbly and nice and I've said this before she gets a pass for a lot of nasty shit that she's done that was basically that that scene um Maurice Maurice and Q I couldn't stand it I couldn't stand it and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's a a, a gay homosexual uh situation this is my thing and I even talked to a certain a certain number of people about this first of all if you're gonna give Maurice a love interest why does it have to be Q you can't help somebody that you you screwing. You know what I'm saying? You can't. <laughs> it made me think of Jada in uh, August. Baby, what started off as something you knew like a mother figure to him, that got tainted to become a sexual relationship, and, and this was someone who came to you for him. I, that's a whole nother situation. But anyway, I just felt like this is a, he's a prostitute. Let's not forget that. Q is a prostitute. And Q is a meth head. And I'm thinking, and we want Maurice to be with this person. I want Maurice to be as far away from Q as possible. Maurice could do so much better. Ugh. So when, you know, <laughs> anyway, I was trying to figure out why the hell Maurice passed out as if all of us have not seen the majority of Q's body. I'm like, you've already seen this man naked before. You know, we didn't see the front, but, you know, we definitely saw all of his other assets. You know what I'm saying? We've seen Q naked. We've seen him walk to the refrigerator, bend over, get, we've, we've seen this. So I was like, Q was very direct on what he does and what he doesn't. I said, okay, I can respect that, but you're a prostitute. You used to this. 
And um, I just couldn't believe Maurice had sex with him. I really couldn't. And um, when the the next morning when Maurice came out of his uh his bedroom and he were he was having the the conversation with Calvin, you know, I felt Calvin. Even though I do feel yes, Maurice was right. I do believe that Calvin was projecting, but I do not believe that Calvin was wrong in the things that he was saying to Maurice. I really don't. And Tyler is so damn predictable. I'm like, you set this conversation up so that I guess we're going to start learning more about um, Maurice's true character, who he is as a person. But it, <laughs> Tyler be writing so left field that it's like, yeah, you be laughing. I know why you're doing that because you don't want us to see the real you. You don't want us to see that you hurting. <laughs> I said, Tyler, 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 I know what you're trying to do, but you could have did it a whole lot better. A whole lot better. Y'all see, I ain't really jumping on Tyler because I just figure, you know, I don't think this was like a, a horrible episode. It's just that, you know, it just is so drag. It's just so dragged out. But um, I, I'm going to try not to be so critical, but it's going to be hard. Y'all pray for me. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I just felt that scene. I felt that scene was needed between um Maurice and Calvin so they can both deal with their stuff. Because he was like, I'm not even talking about Sabrina. Like, I'm talking about you. I, and like I said, I really do believe that Maurice could do so much better. I just think that he truly lowered himself. When you got to sleep with a damn prostitute, that says a lot about you. And I just think Maurice is better than that. I, I just really do. And this, he's 24. How old? You 36 years old. Like, why are you messing with this? Why are you messing with this person? And that's nothing against people who are with someone, someone older or younger. But I just feel like... <clears throat> At the most, Maurice is 36 years old, and you're messing with this 24-year-old prostitute who does meth. I just think he could do better, and that's all I got to say about that particular scene. I feel like I'm missing something. What I'm missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? I talked about Zach. I talked about, um, I think I talked about everybody. Oh, just in case I didn't, I'm going to talk about this, and maybe it'll jog, jog my memory, because I think I talked, to, I talked about everybody. Oh, Aaron, excuse me, Karen and um Andy. So they're talking. She was asking him. To, she was asking Andy about, you know, how everything went with Gary once they got home, and you know, she was basically saying she doesn't know if he came home or not, um, because, you know, she was asleep or whatnot. So she doesn't know if Gary came home. <clears throat> um, we do find out that Gary did not come home, and Gary spent six hours at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been some kind of hot and wet gym. You hear me? Six hours, but okay. So Andy tells Karen that, and this furthermore demonstrates why I feel like they need a break from each other. Basically, Andy was like, you know, I'm pretty much telling you this because I know you feel like I'm holding out. Then heifer don't tell me nothing. <laughs> if the only reason, <clears throat> excuse me, you're sharing your life with me is because you feel that I feel you holding out on me, don't tell me jack then. So that's why I, they didn't, they need to just have a break. They need to just have a break. We find out that um that's all I got to say about that and then we find out that um Gary says he met with his therapist and she wants to, you know, meet with both of them. And is it okay if she come over so they can have their their session? I just, you know, <clears throat> let me deal with this part cuz I I didn't realize I had been talking for 31 minutes. So, Next episode, this, I have a I have a huge, huge problem with these women. Oh, hell. Okay, I get to that. I got a huge, huge issue when it comes to these women 
um, telling Zach's business. Whatever Zach does in that bank, that is his personal business. And I hate the fact that Sabrina asks, which is another thing she need to be fired for, is going to be on the phone telling everybody what Zach got, how much he got. Why is that your damn business? And if I was Karen, I hate the fact, don't get me wrong, I do have some exes that I am cool with. You know, we're friends. Um, but majority of people I've dealt with in life on that level, I don't deal with them. We may be, you know, friends on Facebook. If they have kids or something, I, you know, congratulations. That's about as much as they get. <laughs> That's about as much as they get from me, you know. And so I'm like, I hate the fact that when anybody knows some business of Zach's, they always go to Karen. And if I was her, I'd be like, look, I don't want to know anything about him. That's his life. I'm trying to move on with mine. And I, I, I hate that dynamic in this show. That is like a true I'm not, I'm not going to even call it a pet peeve. It is something that I despise that they do because if I'm trying to move on, I'm trying stop telling me about him. And I just hate that. I, I just hate that Sabrina, you know, was telling people his business like that. Um, I forgot about Andy. I forgot about Danny and Preston. Danny didn't sleep in the room when she got home. She slept on the couch and Danny is up. Got to be super early because she's up before Preston to go to work. She says that she's working a double. We ain't never seen. You a supervisor. What the hell are you working a double for? But anyway, I digress. You know, he's like, you know, you've been kind of like, you know, tiptoeing around. And, you know, I'm like, don't make Preston dumb. Now, Preston may be green, but Preston isn't dumb. And so, you know, <laughs> Danny was just being Danny. And he's like trying to understand, like, how she's coming off at him. And I just feel like, just talk to this man. Just talk to him. What is it that he has done to you? Or what is, because it it's honestly, it's not Preston. And I think that we do this a lot, women. I can only come from a woman perspective. Sometimes we can have a great man in our life, or you can have a great woman in your life, whichever way you you slide, you swing. And we will intentionally do something to cause an issue or a problem because this person is something, you know, you too good to be true, or why are you with me? We begin to, like, not think highly of ourselves. I don't know why that happens, but I'm like, Preston has been everything that you said you wanted. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to like demolish it for absolutely nothing. So I will be so excited when we get a chance to hear this conversation between Danny and Preston, because right now it's still, you know, Danny is just being rude as hell and disrespectful and condescending of who he is as a person, what he does for his occupation and how he's been raised. Well, you should have thought about that. You didn't want to be in an interracial relationship with a, with a white man who has no flavor. Preston is white and cowboys as they come. Now, I laughed my behind off when he talked about the cowboy and girl federal credit union. I said, what? <laughs> that thing was funny. That that And I could tell Manon was laughing. I don't think that was supposed to happen, but they kept it in there. It was just, it was hilarious. But yeah, I just don't like how she doing my dog, Preston. He don't deserve it. He does not deserve it. But back to the preview. So I had a, a this probably probably ties as like the second most thing that happened. So I always tell you guys that there are two previews. One preview that, you know, that comes on after the show. And then there's another one that comes on on BET. If you watch Encore, between the their first or second commercial break, they show the new preview for Sisters. And it's totally different than what they show after the episode. So there is a there is a small part in that preview where Fatima is asking Zach, like, so what was I, the rebound chick or something? And I said, so that part was blowing up. So people was like, well, what do you think? Why would she say that? 
And the thing about it is, I don't know. I don't know why Fatima said that, but I don't know what Zach said to prompt her to say that. But she had to be prompted for her to say what what was out a rebound chick or something. Because, and then I was asked, do I believe Fatima is a rebound chick? And the answer to that is no. I do not believe that Fatima is a rebound chick. But I do believe Fatima is the, you know, I'm going to deal with you till I see what happened chick. I don't know if that's considered a rebound. Excuse me. And I know a lot of people would not agree with that sentiment. However, comma, let's not forget the only reason why Zach was trying to better himself was for Karen. And I think in Zach's mind, he felt like Karen was really, you know, feeling Aaron because he had money. But I'm like, the money aspect had nothing to do with it. It was just how a woman wants to be treated. And I will give DeVal his props because I ended up seeing this live today. Um, it's older, maybe a couple weeks ago, a month ago, and I had never seen it, but it was with DeVal, um, KJ and Crystal and DeVal was like, you know, he said, honestly, he said, I feel like Karen gets a, he's, I feel like the character of Karen gets a bad break. And he said, one thing people don't understand is that Karen was with Zach for three years and people didn't get to see the beginning stages of that relationship and all the hell that Zach basically put her through. Like Karen got the worst of Zach. And now Fatima is getting the better Zach. But like I said, that's up for discussion because that's debatable because I don't know about that better Zach situation. But I did like the fact that he mentioned that because people be dragging Karen, dragging her, <laughs> dragging that character. And I like the fact that he was like, nah, like it's unfair for them to do that. Because when you think about everything that Zach has done to her, it was warranted. But he was like, even though she talked down to him every chance she got, I said, that's a lie. That, that's a lie. That's a lie. But anyway, I did like the fact that he said that. Like I said, with Fatima, I don't think she's the rebound chick, but I do believe she's the, you know, we going to hold out for a moment and see what happened between me and Karen. Because I, I think Zach was lying when he told Karen that it was over. Um, But what I really think going to happen, and like this is all speculation or my imagination, I believe that, you know, he want to show Karen that he got this money. He's going to want to show Karen that he got this money, you know, even though she's going to already know because either, either Sabrina or Danny is going to tell her. And um, I think that when Zach told Karen what he told her at the shop, I do think that was like the, the, the final nail in the coffin for them. And like I said, I do believe that um, Fatima, and even for her too, and I don't really blame Zach because Fatima, even if she knows what she wants, she does not um, verbalize that effectively. And like I said, Fatima played the most games on, on this on this show. I'm going out. But the moment Zach acts like he's going to go down on you, you, you now you staying in. You won't be honest with him about what's going on with you or how you actually feel about him. But you want him, you want to continue to have sex with him. Like, <laughs> Fatima, get it together, sis. <laughs> in the words of 702, get it together, sis, because you're doing too much. You're doing too much. But I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Like, what prompted her to say that what did Zach say you know what I'm saying what's gonna happen now that he got this money as I said it earlier I believe it's gonna be short-lived but this is the situation that we at and we at uh about to be 40 minutes I appreciate you guys you can let me know what you thought about the episode how did you feel about the reasoning that Aaron gave Karen um do you feel that Zach do you feel that Aaron can go back to being celibate after he and Karen experienced what they experienced together. Um, what do y'all think about Zach coming into all that money, 
just what were your overall thoughts? How did you feel about Sabrina and Jacoby's situation? Are you on the side of, you know, Jacoby shouldn't have done what he what he did, or are you on the side of he shouldn't have done that? However, he was protecting Sabrina. And just how you feel about that whole dog going to hit my nail. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm about to go. It's been good uh, doing this review. I had fun with this one. I really did. And I will holler at y'all later. Y'all be safe out there. One.